0: This is the municipal.
1: Have you been paying attention to like city stuff?
0: Don't vote, can't bitch. Sorry to uh, to point that finger at you. My answer was that would be yes and no.
1: My tummy hurts, and I'm mad at
0: the government. You're saying council wouldn't approve it, and two, you're robbing them of their their voice. It's it's he's already he's already failed to vote. welcome to another episode of the municipals i'm matthew and we are back again we survived that marathon episode last week uh, thank you all for listening thank you to the state of minnesota a lot of a lot of people tuned Ooh. in from that state i saw some stuff on i guess online and then See, here's my. We all we all know the the term fake news. Thanks a lot, Donald Trump. Uh, you never know if it's real or it's fake. So whenever I see something online, I go to CP twenty four, and if it's not there, I'm like, so uh, is that fake?
1: You know, that's very interesting. That's that's like as close as you can get to like pretty rigorous, you know, testing of. Fact checking is what I is what I mean to say. So it, it's very interesting that that's that's how you you've gone about it. And I would say that's that's as solid as it gets. If you hear something that sounds like it could be maybe too extreme, one. I mean, not that the mainstream news covers everything, but I mean, you're in a pretty safe bet if you see like if you hear something and then notice that no one's talking about that thing. The safe bet that that's not a thing.
0: So the thing I'm referring to, I don't know if you saw it. Our beloved, and I use that term loosely because. Wait, like, wait, wait! Sorry, fuck him.
1: I think I know exactly what you're talking about. Our which beloved is
0: very funny. Our beloved prime minister is being investigated for obstruction of justice.
1: Now, Matthew,
0: perfect, perfect. This
1: is a perfect example because I think it was, uh, it was one hour ago because of how often this was getting talked about. The RCMP put out a statement saying that it was categorically not true.
0: Yeah, but if they're investigating it and they don't want every Tom's dick is hairy to stick their nose in where it don't belong, aren't they Aren't they going to say that? Isn't that the, the company line? They're towing the company line?
1: You know, I think, to be honest, I think the company line in this regard, I think would be for them to say no further comment. You know what I mean? I think them denying it is different than than simply just saying we have nothing to say. That's a good point.
0: That's a very good
1: point. All right. Sometimes I get good points. Very rarely, but I get them sometimes.
0: Anyway, um, regardless, uh, message to our beloved Prime Minister and the passing of Bill C-11. Go fuck yourself. Oh, true. We're going to continue to cover whatever we want to cover, and we will not be silenced. No, and that's that's
1: you know C eleven seems to me like it's a very clear failure of this liberal government. Just just get it done. How hard is this? How hard is
0: this? Phil, would you consider yourself maybe a hybrid between sometimes you vote NDP, sometimes you vote Liberal? I would. I
1: would say I'm. I would say I'm more NDP partisan, but willing to vote, willing, not often, but willing to vote liberal.
0: Okay. So if we take the example, by the way, do you like my headphones? I had to borrow my son's headphones. I did notice them. Yeah. Are they from Um, his,
1: uh, are they like a video game
0: headphones? They look like switch headphones. They're child headphones, actually. (laughs) Well, either way they work. They're Um, killing it. Thank you. Um, where was i going oh uh so you just look at the the province the example of what happened to the Kathleen Wynne government she just kept inserting herself inserting herself thinking all along come election time i'm going to win and she was not only defeated the liberal party has never been the same since so is that oh, what the go- ontario liberals are is that what's going to happen federally i mean it- i mean Is it just going to make it easier for all of us to say, fuck this guy and vote for Pierre Polyev?
1: I don't know what it is, but it it does seem like, you know, the more the angrier everyone in the country gets, the more solidified in their positions they get. And it feels like if we say we have an election now a federal election now or within the next six months i'm not convinced that we'd have two different result from 2019 or 21 and you'd think that some liberal partisans would start being more disappointed in the in the liberal government but i i really do get the sense that everyone everyone this is this is me literally going when i say everyone i don't mean um, oh except the except the no literally everyone is digging their heels in and continuing the course so i'd be worried about them wasting time on an election that i feel like would probably just get us the same liberal minority government
0: let's hope for better <laughs> we can only hope anyway going along uh, i want to thank you because i forgot from last election i forgot this existed i want to talk about yours and my vote compass results oh
1: yes i did do some of that okay let me see if i can find those tweets i got them they're showing me where my friends are
0: so i was really surprised by these questions and i only did it once although i was tempted to do it again because I am not happy with my results, so when it it says how much do you agree with candidates after the whole thing it's tallied, it it shows that I agree with Olivia Chow sixty one percent. I'm calling bullshit. Was well, that, that your top number? Yeah, I'm calling bullshit on that. Oh my god! No, I'm calling <laughs> I'm calling bullshit, and and it says fifty nine percent for Mitzi Hunter. Um. 53% for Anna Bailau, 49% for Brad Bradford, 48% for Josh Matlow, 45% for Mark Saunders, and 39% for Anthony Fury. I'm calling bullshit on, on those results.
1: I think, yeah, I think I'm surprised at the relatively, uh, like, I want to say the low range of numbers, because it sounds like you are essentially ranging from a 30% to 60% as you're like, Min max.
0: So whereas and in, in the landscape piece, it's got me like I'm in the the left lower quadrant, if we're splitting it into four. Oh pieces. yeah, where we're
1: like no candidates are.
0: Yeah. And and so I'm just above conservative where social is. Interesting. Which I don't understand how they arrived at that destination
1: i i feel like that's a weird conclusion because i don't know if there are people who are left economically but right socially that seems like a very silly combination
0: yes so i'm calling bullshit but i'd love to hear your results
1: so i will i will start by saying there was a bit of a kerfuffle the day of that i did this where um I guess I don't want to get too into this because a lot of people are accusing Josh Matlow of changing his answers afterwards. And it's like I, I feel like you guys are, are looking for a scandal uh where it doesn't seem like there would be one. The Toronto Vote Compass, like who no one's say ta- anyways, I will I will tell you my 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 results.
0: Okay. And before I, you I've do that, got... before you do that, you know why everyone's looking for a scandal. It's because we're so prone to expect them. But anyway, go ahead. (laughs) That's very true. Um,
1: Okay, so my, and I'll say my range from agree to disagree on this list, highest is 91% agree. And
0: the lowest is 16%. (laughs) So, I mean, that's that's a huge range. Can I guess the 16% is only one of two people. It's got to either be Mark Saunders or Brad Bradford. Oh, my God. You were wrong. Really? It's Anthony Fury. Yeah.
1: Wow. <laughs> yeah. Listen, me and Anthony can be cordial, but I, I understand that we are in completely separate places. Now, Matthew, to your instincts, uh, you're not your instincts are not bad. They are the of the bottom three. You've named the other two. <laughs> so. <laughs> So, in fact, why don't I go in reverse order? Because Anthony Fury is at 16%. Yep. Uh, Mark Saunders at 31%. And I'd like to know in this Venn diagram where I and Mark Saunders overlap. I'd be so curious. Um, At 38%, I agree with Brad Bradford, apparently. Uh, Anna Bailau at 56%. Uh, Mitzi Hunter at 65%. Now here here's where we're getting to um I think what most people probably expect uh Olivia Chow at a solid 86 and uh your friend and mine Josh Matlow at 91%. Wow. And listen, I'll I'll take I'll take those results. So you're not you're, you're not calling bullshit. Uh, listen, the way the way the vote the Toronto Star vote compass works. I mean, candidates Candidates do the exact same quiz that we do when they're plotting them. So, I mean, that's... And I also feel like the way the questions are set up, it's it's m- like you feel strongly about something, you feel somewhat about something, and then it's a, it's a middle you don't think about it. That's, that's essentially it. That's like the levels. And then it just goes negative to strongly or mildly disagree to strongly disagree. And I, I feel like people... Different people interpret what that the somewhat agree, somewhat disagree means. So I, I I do think that I don't think that these answers honestly are accurate. I think it's more for fun.
0: So, real quickly, I wanted to tell you that uh, I drove by the park where they're going to have Ford oh. Fest. Oh, Thompson. Yep. And you know what's interesting is that they have signs, free food, whatever, but. You have to register. What's that but about? What's that about?
1: I wanted to take advantage of the food. I wanted like a little gremlin coming in, like
0: I- I'm wondering. On some why you have I'm wondering why you have to register. Is that because is that so they get a <laughs> hey, head count? You know what?
1: I I mean if if they want to register to know how much food they need to get in advance, I would accept that. I to be honest, I actually don't think there's any um with the exception of maybe trying to get a last-minute boost to to Ford's preferential um, mayoral candidate, I actually don't think that maybe I'm being – I could be – okay, actually, you know what? I'm going to take a step back. Everyone assume I'm being insanely naive when I say this, but I'm not sure what what – what political thing happening with Ford? What I'm trying to say is I feel like Ford Fest gets as close to being not political as possible. And I'm, I think I'm saying that in the hopes that I get to take advantage and squirrel away some
0: food. It's going to be an awesome time. And while I was on the website registering, the Ontario PC Party website, ugh, um, <laughs> they have made an official announcement. It's official. Gary Crawford will be uh, going for the Scarborough Guildwood um, writing. I was trying to figure out I the I got to right tell word. you,
1: no no more conflicted I am, you know, than I am about Gary Crawford and running in this ward. Because as I've, you know, I, no love lost for the Ontario PCs. Um, but at this point, okay, sorry. My thought
0: can is, I, I don't I, care for the Ontario. Can I ease your guilt? I will ease yes. your guilt by uh, for cheering him on from the sidelines. Okay,
1: <laughs> check this out.
0: <laughs> it's three years to the next election. They already have a majority. One seat's not going to matter. You feel better now that... about cheering for Gary Crawford? Listen, you're <laughs> correct. You're you're 100 correct in that.
1: My confliction is the fact that I would like him to win so that there'd be a by-election for the chance to me to swoop in where Gary Crawford maybe uh doesn't want to. Um yeah. And so as you said, I'm not like them winning won't change the balance of power in Ontario. Uh I I don't even know why Gary Crawford feels like he wants to do this anyways. But uh yeah, there is a part of me that that hopes he wins it.
0: Probably a pay raise. Probably, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess we're both cheering for Gary Crawford because I want you to get your shot too. Because with him (laughs) out of the way... Strange bedfellows, I'll tell you that much. (laughs) Let's let's, uh, get on. I know there's something you wanted to talk about. Why don't you uh, hit us with some knowledge? All right. So
1: this was actually a very interesting thing uh posted this morning by uh who I'd like to refer to as my political rival. But I mean, really, he's he's in his mind, I don't think there's any rivalry because he is way beyond me. He, Kevin saying he's he's a brilliant guy. I really like him. Um so he posted this uh it was a study from or a report uh from the Samara Center, which I've Actually, I guess I'll read their their bio quickly on Twitter, which just says they're a nonpartisan registered charity dedicated to realizing resilient democracy with an engaged public and responsive institutions. Now, this report was specifically about um, toxic and abusive uh, social media in uh, local elections. So this was, it was very interesting to see Cause it, it starts with, you know, who got, who got the most hate? And I, you know, it's actually pretty, it's actually a pretty easy answer. not Nothing too crazy. It's John Tory. You know, he was, um, it, it's kind of like your visibility and your, and your position, right? Where John Tory, you know, he was the most visible. So of course he got the most abuse, it's actually it's very interesting. Uh, I would suggest looking at this uh, yourself later, uh, where they they have information like um, tweets that are toxic, or i I'd like to know what they determine to be like toxic and insults, threats, and identity attacks. and And one of the reasons why I'm very interested in this report is I is I learned something today. Matthew. Did I did I get the most votes in Scarborough Southwest? No. No, I did not, because I'm not the city councilor in Scarborough Southwest. But did I apparently get the most abuse out of all candidates in Scarborough Southwest on Twitter?
0: I don't know the answer to that. I did. You did.
1: <laughs> I did. Okay. So I'm I'm gonna list they they have it in an order. But I, I I don't quite know because it's not like it's not like the percentages go intact. But. OK, so the first name is John Tory, and that makes sense. You know, mayor, uh, he's going to have the most visibility. And the second place person who got the most kind of verbal attacks on them was Gil Penalosa. And that also makes sense, you know, uh, runner up. And he was also running all over the city. So that makes sense. I think you will you will find interesting who is the third place person. Oh, please tell me. It's friend of the show, Blake Acton. <laughs> Keep in mind that this, I imagine this also includes candidates who were. Um, so now this does include it, has it does include it's candidates who
0: themselves, you know, kind of. Can I ask you a would question? Does it, give, yes. does it give examples of the hate? I'm not in there, am I? No,
1: no, no. And I got to be honest. I would really, I would really like to know because I'd like to know how they're how they're deciding this. Was okay. it, is, it, is this but a top 10 list?
0: I, is this top ten list or?
1: It's okay. So here's the thing. It's fourteen. And I'm not listing all of them. Fourteen pages of candidates. And the only reason I find it interesting is because I'm I'm not on page one, but I am on page two, which is pretty close to the top. Keep going. I just find it I just find it. So after Blake Acton, keep going. And then if after this will surprise I, I I think this will surprise you. After Blake Acton, it's Adam Golding.
0: That's not surprising
1: after adam golding it's norm De Pasquale. i what that is surprising what like who who would go after that guy i should ask norm but okay so after norm and this is where i where i brought up the i'm sure there it's like also candidates who are fighting back cuz next up is simon fogel and it's like okay yeah we we well, get why simon fogel would yeah, yeah, yeah. That, no one, no one's surprised by that one. So after Simon, it's Diane Sachs. What? Which, yeah, you know what? Ward 11 seemed like it must have had a lot of online activity. Because that's three Ward 11 candidates. They all registered late. So at, yeah, yeah, oh, that's true. After Diane Sachs, it's Josh Matlow.
0: What? After, yeah. He didn't have a hold on. He didn't have a credible opponent. Oh no no no! It's not. Shut your door. It's it's more like
1: it's it's like hate directed to them by just random Twitter people.
0: Oh, so
1: it wouldn't. It's not like this isn't like oppositional toxicity. It's like people being shitty to them. Okay. So after after Josh, it's Brad. After Brad, it's Shelly Carroll. After Shelly Carroll, it's Sarah Klamenhag.
0: And then after Sarah, it's me. I apologize if I if I'm the reason Sarah's on that list. <laughs> Have we been rude to Sarah? No, I was last election. Ooh.
1: Either way, I would, I would love
0: to. And then I would it's you see. Can I can I um, ask? Cause you left some names out, so I'm just gonna go ahead and ask. The fool that we talked about last week—is he on there? Or you missed that conversation? But you know who I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you know what? That's a good question. Um, I wonder if I can find him. In fact, ooh.
0: So I'm gotta, on third
1: you, page. I don't see him. You got to send me that thing. I will. Oh man. Gary Crawford is on page four. I'm two pages above Gary Crawford in terms of attracting (laughs) hate on
0: Twitter.
1: I'm killing it.
0: Um, is is that uh, so? so That's that's that's. I I need to. I need to. I need to read that. That's fucking awesome. Um, it just seems so cool. So, we do have to admonish a city councilor right now. Are you ready for this? Okay. Oh, I'm good for that. I am. So, Deputy Mayor Jennifer McKelvey, we respect you. However, when you took the mantle from Tory until the new mayor came ah. in, you said you said I will not get involved in the election and I will not endorse candidates. And here we are months later, right before the election, and you endorse Anna Bailau. It doesn't it's not that I'm upset that you endorsed Anna Bilau. It's that you endorsed anybody at all after you said you wouldn't endorse candidates. Phil, your thoughts? I'm
1: you know what an endorsement it's it's interesting. As as we are, you know, doing our show, which is our like it's our personal project, I've been sort of thinking this week about our endorsement and and kind of like it's it's There's a part of me that thinks of it as it's not a big deal. Like you don't have to think too deeply about it. And then there's a part of me that's like, I don't know, with Jennifer McKelvey, it's different because as you, as you did say, she was clear that she wasn't kind of going to, she wasn't going to get into it.
0: And if, and she did anyways. And if we're going to expect Doug Ford to keep his word, when he says, I'm not going to get involved in the election, how can we expect him to keep his word, but not Jennifer McElvey?
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, and, it, and as you said, it do, it's not that it's Anna Bylaw. She could have endorsed Josh, she could have endorsed Olivia. she could have endorsed uh, you know, any of my personal faves, and uh, I still
0: would feel the same that it's none of her business. Let me ask you this before we move on. Do you think her endorsing specifically Anna Bylaw, is strategic to try to keep the mayor's chair as far away from Olivia Chow as possible.
1: I, I think that that's probably a big part of it. If if their fear is, um, someone coming in and kind of shaking things up, uh, and they're trying to prevent that, yeah, I can say that's strategic. I feel like it's it feels pathetic though.
0: I feel like other than maybe Bailao and Bradford, any other person that wins the mayor's chair, Jennifer McKelvey is not the deputy mayor. No.
1: No, I agree with you. That's, that's not happening. At the same time, I don't know how important that is to Jennifer McKelvey, that she continues to be the deputy mayor. I don't know if that's something that she cares that much about.
0: I don't know, because a lot of people... Sorry about that. No, make, of, no, make no apologies for the great ringtone. It's great. A lot of people expected. Uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. A lot of people expected Denzel Min and Wong, once he became part-time deputy mayor, because that was when there was four of them, to take a run at the mayor's chair, which he never did. Um, so it's like the next step. So does that mean next election, Jennifer McKelvey is going to run for mayor? Maybe, you
1: know, I'm not even thinking about mayoral 26, and I, I think people deciding to run is entirely based on who wins next week, and again, of course, how they do in the next three years.
0: Uh well, you can always expect your your the same got the same lower polled candidates to always run like Blake Acton. He'll he'll run. I mean, what else is he going to do? Yeah, that's true. Enjoying retirement <laughs> clearly is not. Um, not part of the plan, but anyway, uh, this is going to be an early show tonight, so let's get to the main event of the show, and we're going to discuss our endorsements. Now, you and I are two different people, we, together we own 100% of this podcast, but we're 50-50 here, we're probably not going to endorse the same candidate, um, but, in endorsing i'd i'd love if you had <laughs> okay. i'm putting you on the spot here i you should have prepared something um i have I, i'm a creative writer kind of so i always have shit swirling in my head do you want to go first or do you want me to go first here's here's my question to you while while we've
1: got this podcast going um do we want to have and and this is this is my way of being like oh we can we can we could be friends still with a lot of people. Do we want to have an individual for each of us? We each have our own endorsement. Uh, and then maybe we come to an agreement on an endorsement from the show.
0: Or do we just keep it just the two of us? I think, you know what? We have an audience and I'd like to think that half the audience listens to you and half of them listens to me and i don't know that's just in my head you don't want to go in my head um so maybe you know we can throw it in. that's what i did uh last year with my other co-host we both endorsed a candidate um that way it's like if if the person that i feel like i want to endorse i'm not forcing you to endorse that that person as well if you don't choose to do that you know what i mean that's so, fair. Yeah, no, I got you. So I, I, I'll go first, if, you, if that's okay. So rounding out the top five, I'm going to go back to the top five we did last week, was Anthony Fury, uh, Nia Singh, um, um, Rob Davis, uh, Josh Matlow, and Chloe Brown. Now, I'd be happy with any of those candidates. However, I really, really had to do some soul search. And you know what? Last year it was clear cut. Maybe because there was less candidates. That's probably the fuck what it was. It probably was. This year it, it it's so much harder. But right away, I mean, I I would I would for my top five, I would have to cut Anthony Fury and Nia Singh. I apologize to both of you. You guys are great candidates. I'm sure you'll do well if you do win the mayor's chair. I'll be the first to congratulate you, but in in my list, I got to cut you. I'm sorry. So now that brings us down to Rob Davis, Josh Matlow, and Chloe Brown. And you have no idea how hard this is for me because – and I hope he takes this as a compliment because I certainly mean it as one. Aside from the drug use – just the regular gentleman Rob Ford. I look at Rob Davis, and he's like the black Rob Ford. I, again, I mean that as a compliment. He's well-spoken. He's very entertaining. And, and I need that for my politicians. I need to be entertained. He's funny. And he's 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 from the heart, man. Well, like, from the heart. And I love that. And he is making this so hard. However, I I have to have <laughs> to have to go with my gut on this one. So apologies to the other two, but I'll be endorsing Chloe Brown for mayor. She oh, is yeah. she is amazing. She's a policy analyst, and she is making. Uh, she's showing us how it should be with her plans and her policies and the way that she speaks. And she would be an absolute breath of fresh air to City Hall. And so, I, I, once again, I'm endorsing Chloe Brown for mayor of Toronto in this by-election. And that's all I got to say about that. You're up, my friend. All right, that's, that, a little cheers.
1: woo can we get can we get like a and can we throw in some cheers as as part of the audio there (laughs) we don't have to um
0: hold on good pick i don't know if the audience will be able to hear those i'll pipe them in later we'll figure it we'll 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 figure (laughs) it out um
1: good pick solid good stuff It's it's a real shame we didn't get around the show
0: yes well scheduling conflicts
1: I know. Um, but she
0: was on the show. She was on our second ever episode. She was on our... Listen, she was on our show. She was our first ever guest.
1: First listen, ever guest, second I'm not ever forgetting. episode. Yes. I'm not... Listen, not disparaging. <laughs> Just... Actually, I said on, on our Twitter, it's... In my mind, it's a real shame that we couldn't get Olivia Chow on our podcast because I would have loved the opportunity to kind of get to know her vibe
0: better, you know? Do you think the reason... That Olivia Chow, Brad Bradford, Mark Saunders didn't come on the show is maybe they feel like I know at least Brad Bradford knows our show because he knows you. Feels like maybe they were they were going to be cross examined. Which is interesting because I don't I don't feel like I know how to
1: be strong opposition yet. Yeah. And that's keyword. It's something I'd like to work on. And, like, be better about kind of not arguing, but, like, talking back. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So you're up. And I, I feel like I'm – okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, if we remember my top five, which I already sort of, like, squandered into a the the two that were would be cut off. Those two, of course, are Toby Heaps, a.k.a. Molly the Dog, who I continue to be impressed with, like, his campaigning.
0: Oh, sorry. I, I can't believe can he let off. Can I interrupt you real quick? We were gonna be canceled yes. because of your because of your comment. You remember? Oh, do you mean with with Rob
1: Davis? Yeah. No, that was funny. He that thought, was that he was legitimately you were funny. Make
0: burgers out of the dog.
1: <laughs> I would do no such thing to my <laughs> most graceful and beautiful friend Molly. Sorry to like, interrupt a... you. <laughs> like, no, no, no. That's fair. No. Um, like I'm, I continue to be very surprised at at the very real campaign that is the Toby Heaps campaign. He had an endorsement from David Suzuki.
0: That's awesome.
1: That's, I mean, yeah. Regardless of if you respect or don't respect him,
0: you can acknowledge that that's at least a big name. Oh, I just said <laughs> yeah because he's a name. That's all. I. It's not about yeah, yeah 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 no
1: yeah, Um, and then of course my my other cutoff is. Uh, Olivia Chow, which is we don't know her very well. I don't think she's the villain that she's being portrayed as. I think if she's mayor, she'll be perfectly fine. That's where I stand. But to be frank, she doesn't need my vote. She hasn't earned my vote, to be honest. I She she hasn't. Um, and I so the three candidates that I, I would be talking about in contention for my endorsement are Josh Matlow, Chloe Brown and Gru. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. And to be perfectly honest, I I almost no, you know what? Um, I'm gonna pull the trigger on this endorsement. I'm gonna endorse my friend Gru. Holy shit! He's he's got listen. He's got he's got lived experience. Um, and he's he's fighting the good fight. Like, him and Chloe Brown are very similar in that regard. Um, but I just... I trust Grew. You know? I I think he's he's a solid guy. And I, I think... Like, based on polling, both Chloe Brown and Grew are a bit on the lower end. I would hope whoever yeah, becomes that's, mayor... Yeah,
0: but that's... That's assuming that all polls are equal and we know they're bullshit.
1: That's, okay, that's... That's true. That's fair. That's a
0: very good point. Um,
1: So my... Okay, my thought is if, for example, Chloe or Gru, in my mind, if they don't if they aren't elected, I would love for the elected mayor to reach out to both of them, very specifically both of them, to um to get them jobs in the administration, you know, based on what they were campaigning for and their lived experience, because I think that would be brilliant. You know, Josh Matlow, he doesn't he doesn't need the endorsement the same way. No, I, I don't want to phrase it like that because it sounds like it's a, it's a gimme. You know, like it doesn't sound like I, I truly believe in in their vision. Um, but again, Josh, I feel like he he has good he has good policies. Uh, he knows how the city runs. He's a smart guy. Here's my thought: Josh Matlow loses this election, he's still a city councilor. You know, and he can. And he can work with the new incoming administration. I like Josh a lot. And and I want I want Josh to go as far as he can. But I, I think I'm gonna give my endorsement
0: to Gru. Well that's that's amazing. And uh, I I that was unexpected. I'm you got me a little bit speechless. I love it. I love it to trip you up, but uh, wow, this is not what I expected when we sat down to do these endorsements. Um, you know what? I'll give you. Sorry. Quick, quick pause to say one one additional thing.
1: Very briefly, I mean, I didn't have a lot of time, but very briefly, uh, I was in the, I was in the city council chambers. Now, I I was actually there. Uh, specifically because I wanted to watch them do the the Willowdale modular housing vote thing. Uh and I was I was sitting with um with Grew's team uh for that. Uh because Gru couldn't be there. And that's it's it's part of what why I strongly believe in Grew. He couldn't be there because he's banned from City Hall for, for the actions he did. Um you know, the throwing the eggs at John Torrey. But my, my thought being, he's a guy who puts his body on the line for what he believes in. And I think that's commendable. And he's he's still got the he's still got his team who's going to City Hall, you know, with those votes that matter. And while that vote was happening, Drew was at Willowdale. So you know, I he just he puts himself on the line and I think that's commendable. And I endorse
0: him. That's amazing. And you know what this election has been a wild ride. We never thought that so quick into the term John Tory would just tap out and we would get a chance at a fresh start with a new mayor. and so we can all hope and 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 pray that you know the right person or the person that um, you're supporting, gets elected Uh, to our listeners. Keep on listening because if you loved our coverage during the election, you're going to love the coverage we've got coming up for you Uh, next week. We're going to have a panel. It's going to be, instead of happening live as it's happening, it's going to be more of a post-mortem on the election. I'm excited. And it's going to feature Nick Kosovan who is a columnist. Uh, I believe it's the art of making it work. Don't crucify me if I got that wrong. I apologize. Um,
1: and former municipal. He's been on the show.
0: Yes, he is. Uh, comedian Hillary Henderson, who was on my other show this time in history. She's coming. Uh, she's a local comedian, so she lives in Toronto, so she probably has opinions and Hopefully she can make us laugh. Maybe she's got a good joke about Brad Bradford for you. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, I'd be (laughs) excited. And, of course, we're going to be joined by our pal, our partner, our well, our oft-partner, often partner, uh, (laughs) editor-in-chief of the Etobicoke Voice, Jennifer Alexander. Hell yeah. And, uh, you know, we're going to have fun. And then the week after that, um, I'm not putting you on the spot, but... I'm pretty sure Sheena Sharp is going to be on the show the following week. Ooh. I don't know if you... I'll be excited to get to talk to her. I don't know if you followed her during the last election.
1: Oh, I, I follow her now still.
0: Yeah, she's an amazing... She's an architect. So we can ask her oh, yeah. the, the architectural questions of all the shit that, that we're getting promised in this election. I want to ask her about... Uh, I can't remember which candidate it was putting the gardener underground. Mm. Whether that's feasible. I can't or not. remember
1: who brought that up, but yeah.
0: And then there's another one you I know, heard uh turning the highways into double deckers. I can't remember who said that, but I did hear it. Maybe I heard it last year. I don't remember. But I want to ask her. And and we'll probably know, think of other questions too, but go ahead. The election. It was
1: a, it was exciting that it felt like we had this second chance opportunity to to kind of course correct the city especially because I mean that was that was what felt like what needed to happen with the last municipal election which is where we met each other you know um, for uh, this time in history and I I came on and um, and it's so we started we started our show and it was just talking about city issues. I'm kind of excited to get back to that
0: stuff. Absolutely. And I know that we missed the city council meeting and we were supposed to cover it, but we will strive to do better. Um, like I said, it was a marathon episode last week and, and Phil and I, we're not phoning it in this week, but whatever's next to phoning it in. So fuck it. That's what's happening.
1: Listen, we've had a hard day. You've had a hard day, I'm guessing. And by you, I mean a collective you
0: to the audience. But we can't let you guys go without thanking our audience. Again, here we go. Uh, We got listeners in Italy, France, Belgium, the UK, um, St. Grenadines, Venezuela, Mexico, El Salvador, Barbados. And in the United States, we have uh, Ohio, Minnesota, New York, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, Florida, Georgia, Texas, Indiana, Illinois, Colorado, Nevada. I think I, oh, did I say Alabama, Arizona? And there's more, oh, California. How could I forget California? The biggest one. (laughs) Um, And of course here in Canada, you know, Alberta, I believe Quebec, uh, there's a few others I can't remember but the biggest one obviously because we are a Toronto Municipal pol- uh, uh, um, podcast no. is you guys here in Ontario thank you so much for listening as Phil and I have repeatedly said we'll say one more time we don't want your money we want your support in terms of listens, listen to the show if you know someone who likes politics who's enthralled by this election hook them onto to our podcast I promise you we'll do the rest of the work um, but i mean that's it for for us phil do you have anything else do you want to add
1: no you know what uh i'm feeling i'm feeling pretty jazzed you know the my endorsement decision just sort of came just now really you know like my my top three candidates have been my top three candidates all week and i've been stressing about making a selection but you know i've now at this moment i've made a selection and i don't i don't regret it i feel good about it
0: amazing and so with that we're done here so for phil and everyone else thank you guys so much for listening again and we will see you guys next week this is the municipal
1: have you been paying attention to like city stuff
0: don't vote can't bitch sorry to uh, to point that finger at you my answer is that would be yes and no
1: my tummy hurts and i'm mad at
0: the government you're saying council wouldn't approve it, and two, you're robbing them of their their voice. It's it's he's already he's already failed to vote. Uh,